0: Now let's turn in our Bibles this morning to 2nd Chronicles, chapter 26. We're going to read the first 16 verses of the chapter. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that the king slept with his fathers. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jecoliah of Jerusalem And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord According to all that his father Amaziah did And he sought God in the days of Zechariah Who had understanding in the visions of God And as long as he sought the Lord God made him to prosper And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabneh, and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod (coughs) and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gurbael and the Mehunims. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, and at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall, and fortified them. Also he built towers in the desert, and digged many wells. For he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains, husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains, and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had an host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of their account by the hand of Jiel, the scribe. And Maziah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains, the whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were two thousand and six hundred, and under their hand was an army three hundred thousand and seven thousand and five hundred that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the hosts shields and spears and helmets and habergons and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be in the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvellously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Amen. We'll end the reading there at verse 16. And we pray God will stamp with his own approval and blessing these words that we have read together. Now today being the first Lord's Day in the month of January 2015, I want to point out to you that Janus was one of the Roman gods that was worshipped in those days. And from this word Janus, they came up with the name January to describe the first month of the new year according to the Gregorian calendar and Janus means a god with two heads or two faces one head looking one way and the other head looking in the opposite direction, in other words one head looking backwards and the other looking forward and isn't the month of January an opportunity to look back upon the past year and as we think about the past year, pause for reflection. And that's what I'm calling a Sela moment. And I want you to have that Sela moment in your life uh, this January. I want you to stop. I want you to think. I want you to ponder. I want you to consider even the past and give praise to our God. And that sermon is on the back of the bulletin. But I also want you to understand that January is an opportunity to pause and reflect and ponder the future. Here we are, we're looking forward into 2015. We want to walk and talk with God again this year. And now here we are, we're embarking on the year together. And this morning, I want you to grasp that the motto text for the year. Is taken from Second Chronicles chapter 26 and the verse 5. It reads as follows. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. He had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, <coughs> God made him to prosper. And my subject at this first Lord's Day in 2015 is this. Seeking God is the key to spiritual greatness. Seeking God is the key to spiritual greatness. Now you've got a copy of the motto text and the bookmark for your Bibles. And I would encourage you if you want to write the title Seeking God is the key to spiritual greatness on the back. At least you'll remember the text, the scripture, and you'll remember the subject. Now let me point out that Uzziah was the tenth king of Judah. He was one of the better kings, could I add. He had a long reign of 52 years. That's what the Bible tells us there in verse 3. Most of the time he lived for the honour and the glory of God. In the eyes of some reformed commentators, he was an outstanding, successful king. He accomplished a great deal in his life during those 52 years. Now you've heard it said, it's not how a man starts that's important, but how he finishes. I want to tell you, I don't believe that that's right in a spiritual sense. Because you've got to start right. (laughs) And you've also got to finish well. I think of the Apostle Paul, and this was something that I whispered repeatedly into Ernie's ear um, during Wednesday and Thursday. Repeated it again on Friday when he had rallied a little. For now, I'm right. For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that time. And not to me only. But unto all them also that love his appearing. You see Uzziah began as a boy of 16. Doing what's right. And living well. And we're told. In verse 5. And he sought God. And he continued to live. And to do good. And the Bible tells us. As long as he sought the Lord. That's what it says in the text. However at the close of his life, is sadly overshadowed by a darker cloud. The Bible tells us in verse 15 and 16, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Because he transgressed. He went into the temple and tried to exercise the right of a priest. He tried to burn the incense. There was 80 men stood against him. He wouldn't listen to them. And the Lord struck him with leprosy. And he ended his days living in a separate house with his son reigning for him. And I thought to myself, how sad. A long, prosperous, useful, successful life. A man who started right. A man who started out well for God a man who continued to live a long time for God and was a mighty influence for God and good in the land and to end up this way, a a, a spiritual shipwreck. Could I just remind you that we need to start right and you need to end well. We need the Lord to keep us right up to the end. So that we'll not go down under a cloud. So that we'll not end up a a spiritual shipwreck. And how is that possible? What's the answer to starting well and ending well? What's the key? And I believe the key actually lies in 2 Chronicles 26 and 5. Here's a summary of Uzziah's life. Here's the lesson of his life. Seeking God is the key to spiritual greatness. You see, as Uzziah sought God, the Lord made him to prosper. But once he stopped seeking God because of the sin of pride that grew up in his heart, he no longer prospered spiritually. And then because of pride that was in his heart, he fell into other sins. In 2015, what I want for you, what I desire for myself, is that God would make us to prosper. We want to prosper individually. We want to prosper as a congregation. We certainly want to prosper spiritually. We want to prosper physically, be in good health. We want to prosper numerically, to, to see numerical growth. Want to prosper financially? We think of this pledge appeal: hundred thousand pounds, thousand people to pledge a hundred pounds each. We certainly want to prosper materially. We want to see the new building uh, at least a start being made uh, and working towards finish. Uh, and it was put to me: I believe God will make it to happen. You see, we want God to prosper the work. This is God's work. Want it to be a year of God's visitation. Don't we long for a move of the Holy Ghost and power and blessing in our congregation, in our community, in our denomination again? And That's what we long for. But is that possible? How could it happen? What's the key? What's the answer? Well, here's the answer. Seeking God is the key to spiritual greatness. Notice three things, and I'm conscious of time already, but anyway, three things. Uzziah's priority, and he sought God. Now I want you to think of the words this morning, and he sought God. Now remember, if you look at your Bible, he's a lad of sixteen. Go to verse 3. Look at your book now. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. Link it up with verse 5. And he sought God. You see, this is a reference to seeking God. And I put it to you this morning that first and foremost, this is a description of true Christianity. It's a description of real, true religion. The young man at 16 years of age was giving us an indication and an insight to what mattered most in his life. If I could ask you the question, young people, maybe 16 or older, you may be slightly younger, what matters most in your lives? See, What is most important to us? And this young man of 16 is saying, The Lord matters most to me. Doesn't the Bible tell us? Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. What is most important to you as a young person? Now, such a mindset, such a, a, a spirit, or, or such a product in your life, I believe is a miracle of God's grace. Because natural man doesn't seek after God by himself. The Bible tells us in Romans 3 that there's none that seeketh after God. We're not born with a mindset or a desire or a thought to, to seek after God. This was a sign of spirituality, this was a sign of a work of grace. This was a sign that this young man was born again of the Spirit of God. That he was truly converted. (laughs) That he was genuinely and truly saved. Because a man with life from above that's planted in his soul. A man that's alive to God and all that God is. A man who acknowledges that God has done something in his soul. That man will have this thought, this mindset, this priority to seek God. Doesn't the Bible tell us in Isaiah 55? Isn't it the verse 6? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near. The psalmist said in Psalm 28, 27, verse 8, in response to the command, Seek ye my face, thy face, Lord, will I seek. I want you to grasp this. Young people, listen to me this morning. He was a boy of 16. His father had died. He was the king. This boy's the king's son. His name's Josiah, And at 16 years of age, he's crowned the king. And this is a high office. This is a great responsibility to put on a 16-year-old's shoulders. And what does he need? He needs God's help. He needs God's wisdom. He needs God's guidance. He needs God's strength. And what does he do? We read, and he sought God. Do you know that the name Uzziah means Jehovah is strong? Maybe this young fellow thought, who's going to help me and strengthen me and give me wisdom to do this job of being a king? And here's the answer. Jehovah is my strength. So he was seeking the face of one who was strong. And he knows he's strong to save and strong to support and strong to succor. Let me point out this morning that the Lord wants us to know him. The Lord wants us to to come to him. The Lord wants us to seek his face. And that coming to him, that Knowledge of him. That seeking his face is a miracle of God's grace in her heart. And I want to ask, have you had that miracle of God's grace? Have you been born of the Spirit? Have you this mindset, this priority? God first for me. That's most important in my life. Isn't this young man to be commended? Isn't it a commendable and enjoyable thing to see a young man in a high office like this seeking God as a top priority? putting the Lord first. And I want to say this morning, that's what I want for you, my dear young people. To put God first. As you start out in life, as you're on a journey, not only in 2015, but on the road called life. God first. I've told you before, when I was a young man, not long converted, going into a little interdenominational mission hall in New Row in Korean, in the pulpit, there was the drop, not the burning bush as we know it, but two words, God first. And many a time as I sat there, those two words, in a Sunday evening, burned into my, my mind and that should be your priority young people and it's a saying that there's been a genuine and true work of grace in your heart And what we want in the Free Presbyterian Church, what we need in the Free Presbyterian Church, what we need in our little congregation here is young people with the same priority, the same interest, the same mindset, the same spirituality. And I say to you this morning, young people, if there's nothing else that you take from the service, will you be a Uzziah? Will you say, Lord, I might just be 16, under it or older, but Lord, make me to be like that boy. Make me to put you first in my life. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not under thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. You see, the Lord deserves and demands the first place in our lives. And I want to ask this morning again Are you saved? And here's, here's part of the proof that you're genuinely born of the Spirit. There is in your heart this thought, this desire, this mindset to seek God. And if you're born of the Spirit, that, that, that's what will be there. It, it can't be otherwise. You will have an interest in spiritual things. You'll want to put the Lord first. and let's apply it. The Lord's day will be important to you. You'll view it as his holy day. All of it belongs to the Lord. And you'll plan to be at the two services. God helping you and God giving you strength and ordering your circumstances. I realise that if we're in health and strength we'll want to be in the house of God. If you're sick you can't be here. If other circumstances come up you can't be here. But as far as it lies within you. Apply it to the Lord's day. I'm putting the Lord first. This is his holy day. Even on holidays, when the Sabbath comes around, you'll remember it's his day. And you'll seek a place and you'll have a time for worship. In the area of form friendships, does this friend help me in my Christian life? Or does this boy really or this girl hinder my Christian life? And if it hinders your Christian life, then... Seek other friendships. Remember it comes down to examination. Commit your way to the Lord. Lord I need your help and wisdom. When you come to the area of guidance. You can pray Lord guide me. You see it's not in us to guide ourselves. We need him to tell us his mind. We need his counsel and advice. Do You know young people you'll never make a wrong turn. You'll never make a mistake in seeking the will of God for your life. Remember that we're all totally dependent on him for everything. All that we need and all that we have. And you see that's how Uzziah as a 16 year old. Was living out his life. Even all the projects that he was working on. He sought the Lord first. He was involved in fortifications. In relation to Jerusalem and elsewhere. He had a hand in agriculture and husbandry. He was involved in making munitions of warfare. He was involved in worship. And he knew. Uh, These things will never prosper without the Lord's help and the Lord's blessing. And he sought the Lord in all these things. What was he doing? He was putting the Lord first. Uzziah's priority. And because of that, God made him to prosper. And that was a sign of true religion and true Christianity. And I leave that with you. Notice, secondly, there are times almost gone. May have to come back to the model text in a different era. is praying. It says, "And he sought the Lord in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. You see, the words and he sought God are a synonym for prayer. And he began to pray really earnestly when he was 16 years of age upon the death of his father whenever he was crowned king. That that was his beginning. Uzziah began to seek God in prayer. And we're told, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. You see, it's a reference to Uzziah praying. And I want you to think of his beginning. And Here's a good example for us. The first Lord's Day of the New Year. A new beginning for us. And you could decide this year, you're going to be like Uzziah, and begin the year seeking God in prayer. You want his blessing and his help and his guidance. You've got battles that you're going to face this year. We're attempting to build for God this year. And we need the Lord's help and intervention. We want the Lord to prosper us. As we've said, spiritually, physically, numerically, financially, materially. We want God to prosper our families. So what have we got to do? We've got to begin to pray if we haven't already started. Begin the year seeking God in prayer. Alan Kearns, who preached a subject on this theme, entitled it Much Prayer, Much Blessing, Little Prayer, Little Blessing, No Prayer, No Blessing. I haven't actually listened to the sermon, although I know I should. It's in sermon audio, but I did catch my eye when I was looking this up. It's got about 35,000 hits. You know, we not walk with God or witness for God or work for God or worship God or engage in warfare in our own strength and power. We need the Lord. And that's what Uzziah realized. At the beginning of his reign, when he was 16, what did he do? And he sought God. That means he gave himself to prayer. He made a decision. I'm going to seek God in prayer. And that's what we need to do. Notice something else. Notice his behavior. If you look with me at verse uh, 4, it says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did you see God observed his conduct God took notice of it and we're told that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord the Lord's eye was on his conduct and on his action now what thing did he do what thing did he do that was right in the eyes of the Lord let me answer and he sought God in other words seeking God is one of the right things to do. And I say to you this morning, that no matter what age you are, young or old, if you profess to be a true Christian, the eyes of God are upon you, and he knows your conduct, he knows your action, he knows what's right, and he knows what's evil. And I want to point out to you, that prayer is the right thing to do. Jesus said men ought always to pray, and not to faint. And when the disciples um, asked the Lord to teach us to pray, he said to them, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. There's a place for private prayer, and there's a place for corporate prayer. Not if you pray, but when you pray. And the true born-again believer will have within him a spirit for prayer. And he will exercise that spirit in seeking God. There'll be an asking of God for things. There'll be a seeking of God for things. There'll be a knocking in heaven's door. And, and not only will there be the seeking of God, but there'll be answers to those prayers. You see, this was his behavior. It was the right thing to do. Isn't it only but right that we seek the face of God? God commands us. Think of Psalm 27 and verse uh, 8. Seek ye my face. That's what God says to us. And what's our response? If we're his, it'll be like the psalmist. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Notice also his burden. He sought God at the start of his reign. He had a burden for his people. He was just newly crowned king. He was on the throne. He had a burden for his place. Could could I just ask this? Do we have a burden? for Our congregation and its need? Do we have a burden for our community? Are we at all concerned? for the spiritual well-being of those around us, who are dead, trespasses and sins Have we a burden for our weak country that we we profess to love? Isn't it so sad that there's many of us who profess the name of the Lord and I put myself on the front line? I'm there before you. And the truth is, we have little or no burden. When it comes to our own particular needs, the needs of our community, the needs of our denomination, the needs of our country, the needs of our children, it it, it applies to so many areas. The Bible talks about the burden of the Lord. You see, if we have a real, true, genuine burden, then we will say this in our heart I must pray, I will pray. This is the right thing to do. This is my duty before God. This is my delight. This is my desire. That was his burden. And it all ties in. (coughs) Notice his blessing. You see, this young man had to prepare his heart. This young man had made a covenant with himself before the Lord. To seek the God of his father. His father did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Although he hadn't a perfect heart. But there was a seeking of God in that home. And the young man decided that he was going to follow in the footsteps of his father. And he wasn't guilty of saying prayers. He wasn't coming before God with a cold and passionless heart or tongue. Jesus say this people honours me with their lips but their heart is far from me that's not the kind of praying that gets answers from God this young man was passionate he knew he would not seek God in vain he knew he would not be empty handed He, he was coming with God's promise the Lord was with him and the Lord answered him because the Bible says God made him to prosper Does not apply to us, does not apply to each and every believer. And here's the key as long as he sought the Lord. Notice something else. It was in the days of Zechariah. We're not sure who Zechariah the prophet was. He came along much later than the um, man that's referred to here, Um, he, he just had the same name. It was certainly not the prophet in the uh, 4th or 5th century B.C. But we know this, he was a man of God. He was a man who had understanding and visions. He was a prophet of the Lord, a man who knew God, a man who knew God's mind and will, and he could relay that. And this 16-year-old boy, here's the point, he was influenced by the man of God. And he was influenced by the man of God, especially in relation to prayer. There and then, the impact of the man of God um, influenced the boy king and he was encouraged he, he was prompted to pray and seek God and don't we need help and encouragement we need those that will stir us up by way of words and example and that's where the elderly come in the godly women the godly men to lead the young people let, let me just say this I remember on one occasion we had the mission there in Monty Ray 10th mission with Dr William McRae remember one Sunday night, we went down to felt. I was there early, not always early, 6 o'clock. I went into uh, Macraveld Boy Hill, heard this noise, thought it was a young people's meeting or a young people's fellowship on. This elder came out from the door, and I said to him, are you having a young people's meeting early in the church? And he says, no, come on into you listen? They're having a prayer meeting. And I went in, there was about 60 young people in that church. And there was standing room in the room. And they were all praying, little short prayers, and crying out to God. And I thought, Lord, is there any wonder there's a spirit of blessing in that congregation? And that's what we need. Help and encouragement. The elder told me afterwards, we give the young people every encouragement and help to engage in prayer. Uzziah's prayer. I'll have to finish. Uzziah's prosperity. We'll we'll just finish this. Though We'll, We'll come back to this. He was the most successful king out of all the kings that reigned in Judah. And you know what's ascribed to? He sought God. And if we want to prosper, we want the gospel to prosper, we want to, to see church growth, we want to prosper as far as our families. Here's the door, folks. Here's the key to spiritual prosperity. We have access to the throne of God. If we want God to bless us and we long for his blessing, then we need to seek God. Jacob said, I'll not let thee go except thou bless me. Jabez prayed, oh, that thou would bless me indeed. But you know, that blessing can only come through prayer. We, we want the blessing of God, but let's be clear, let's be honest, at times we're lazy. <laughs> and we want it in our, in our own terms. And we expect the Lord to do it. And he doesn't and he won't. Uzziah's prosperity was connected to prayer. It only come through prayer. And we could talk this morning about his battles, his warfare with the Philistines. God helped him because he was a man who sought God as he engaged in the battle. We Think about his building. These towers in the desert, these towers in Jerusalem, how he strengthened the gates with towers. He sought God for all the help that he needed. And you know, in 2015, if we want to see our building started and realized, then we need to seek God for it. And we need to ask the Lord to help us. We need to ask the Lord to finance his well. Here's the spiritual prosperity. The key to spiritual greatness is seeking God. Will you be a Uzziah this year and carried off in the free church to the honor and the glory of God? You say, Lord, let me have that priority. Forgive me for not having it in the past, but Lord, give it to me now. Lord, help me to pray like that young man. Help me to prepare my heart. Help me to be passionate. Help me to be persistent. Lord, I might know that prosperity. not, Not for anything else, but for your glory and the good of your work. May the Lord take these few thoughts and bless them to us.